That's enough for now. A personal journal podcast of an academic navigating being a wife, scholar, teacher, dog mom, and cancer patient. A disclaimer, I am not a medical professional, nor am I offering advice or services. This podcast is the processing of my own understanding of my cancer diagnosis. If you have received your own cancer diagnosis, please work with your medical professionals for accurate and authentic information. It's been 27 days since my diagnosis. 27, not even a full month. And in that time, it seems like nothing has changed, but also everything has changed. As the saying goes, there's nothing certain except death and taxes. I've had to face my own mortality. The idea that potentially next year at this time, I might not be here. Now that sounds really dramatic and especially because the more news I get from my doctors, the better it is looking. I mean, there's both badder and gooder news, if you want to say that, but I've always struggled with planning long-term because I suffer big time from FOMO. If you don't know what Enneagram Enneagram is, I'm an Enneagram 7, which means I don't want to miss out on anything. And that is really true. I do have a calendar. I do have an agenda. I do put in my meetings and my classes and things like that. But when I go to the dentist or I go to the doctor and they say, hey, do you want to schedule your appointment for next year or six months, whatever the recommendation is? I always say, no, when it gets closer to the time, I'll let you know. Which is silly because I do pretty much know what my schedule is, so I could. But something else might come up. So in the last month, there's been a whole lot of hurry up and then wait. About two weeks ago, I decided to get a second opinion. Not because I'm denying the fact that I have breast cancer. That is very evident at this point, but I want to give myself the best fighting chance as possible, not just in the short term, but in the long term. And so I was looking for a cancer center that would provide ongoing supportive services, not just the clinical and medical support, but the whole body, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And my local one wasn't going to provide that. So this week we, and I say we because husband is back home, we went for that meeting and there were both good news and bad news. So all this new lingo, HR positive, her too negative, Nottingham too, I guess that's one of the better breast cancers to have. It responds to hormonal treatment and chemo can work and it's not the most aggressive. So that's the good news. The not so good news is 
it's all over. It's not a lump, it's not fingers, it's in sheets. And so it is what they're thinking at this point about seven centimeters. So that's the batter news. But as the doctor, the medical or the surgeon at this appointment said, totally treatable stage one B to a, that one I have to look up yet, but totally treatable. And I said, so first I want to go scuba diving in June. Is that going to be possible? She said, most likely. I said, I want to grow old. And she said she did too. So that's the good news. Second opinion, really helpful. Glad I did it. Got a lot better explanation, diagrams and pictures and actual pictures of my slides. And surgeon spent ooh, a good half hour, if not longer, I didn't time it. And then the medical oncologist spent another half hour and then nurses and then a whole pamphlet of supportive classes that I can do via Zoom and some in person, kind of far away though. So all of that just made me feel like this is totally doable. So went off and presented at a conference, really busy conference. I had two papers and an alternative session, ironically enough, talking about well-being in higher education. So did a combination of meditation, visualization, goal setting, and a little bit of chair yoga as I helped other professionals in higher education and graduate students. Well, they're professional too, but they don't have the title. Um, Think about who they are holistically and not just their identity in higher ed and the seven areas of life to... um, assess and make some goals on. It was a really nice session. Something I definitely have learned a lot from my power sheets. And as I go into the new year, I'll be doing that life assessment again um, and deciding what my goals are for next year. And that's where it gets really weird because in the next month or two months, I don't want to commit to anything that I might have to break. I'm already starting to cancel some things and and telling people you might want to find a replacement for me because I don't know what my schedule is going to be. Um, Coming out of the second opinion, it does sound like, um, you know, surgery in the next two weeks, uh, skin saving mastectomy, and then a couple of weeks of healing and then the medical oncologist is really thinking um, chemo because I am premenopausal and still producing estrogen and since this is a HR positive cancer there is the potential that um, there might be cells elsewhere and they're fed by estrogen, progesterone, and so trying to make sure that the whole body is free from cancer, in his opinion, is going to be the most important thing for me to hit 80, which is my goal here. A um, little concerned about that. Saw my dad 
deal with chemo for five years and it was rough but stage two means not long term so we're talking about a, a couple of months of chemo and of course being then immune compromised and we are still in the midst of pandemic so having to be very careful about not getting other infections so ordering more masks but um, I did go off to my conference I did have almost a um, normal experience we enjoyed Cincinnati um, got out and uh, ate at some good restaurants had some good breweries went to the zoo and saw cute animals did a lot of walking a little bit of thrifting it was absolutely lovely and there were long stretches of time that i didn't think about what was coming up though i did feel bad that i had to chat with my graduate student about some things that are coming up but i really wanted her to know it's not going to derail her timeline because it is my goal to continue working as much as I can through this. But I also had to tell my other students, um, I am turning over my in-person classes for the rest of the semester, which I am very confident in the person who is taking over and it is the best for the students. It's not going to disrupt their learning. I am at a conference, a different conference next week. So um, it was going to be two classes that I was, I was going to have my graduate student teach. But um, now that I know that I'm going to be going into treatment and I need to not be around quite so many people. Um, I'm having somebody take over my classes and at the end of class yesterday I informed my students and it was it was hard um, it, it, it seems weird but in some ways it does feel like I'm I'm quitting um, but I also know it's what's best both for me and for the students um, they won't have to be interrupted in their learning um, for when I have appointments or when I am not feeling up to being on campus, but it's also best for me as I look toward my own health. But as I've mentioned before, everybody has their own cancer story. And I could see it in their eyes when I said why um, I would have to step away from campus for the next few months. I could see the pictures running through their heads as each of them have had their cancer experiences. And even with a positive outcome, there's always that really hard part before you get to the positive outcome. And I made some of my students cry. That broke my heart a little. So the other thing I figured out in the last couple of weeks is that food matters. Wow, food really matters. 
So while my husband was gone, I chose to be mostly vegan. Yeah, mostly vegan. I cut out dairy too. Um, and I just, I felt a lot better. I had more energies. My joints didn't hurt. And I've always had this sense that, well, like my body has been like an old car. And the fact like, you know, the cars from the, the 70s, you could do almost anything to them and they wouldn't break down. And if they did, it was a quick fix. Whereas cars nowadays, they're so complex and so computer operated, but even the smallest thing can throw them out of whack. So I guess I'm more of a modern car now that I have to monitor more closely, maintain a little bit better than I have been, and watch out for um, any warning lights. So food matters. And one of the great things about my new cancer center is they've got some amazing classes that are going to help me relearn some things I probably learned in grade school, like eat your vegetables. So one of the very, very sweet things, uh, recently it was sweetest days, sweetest day. And I have a sweetest and he has one too. And my sweetest bought me a necklace. So I've mentioned before the um, nonprofit organization after breast cancer diagnosis, where I have met a cancer coach that is absolutely amazing. Um, that organization, uh, along with a jewelry store, has a fundraiser. It is a sterling silver um, ribbon, uh, like the pink ribbons, but it's not pink, it's sterling silver. And it says survivor on it. And before my husband, my sweetest, gave me the little box, he said, before you open this, You have to promise to do what it says. So I am going to be a survivor. Well, that's enough for now. Thanks for listening to my musings to the universe as I process a major change in my life. My hope is that if you, dear listener, are going through a major change, this podcast may help you feel less alone and that you find someone to hear your musings. Thank you.